like what you waiting on? Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know we fast, Shirley. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. BBS Radio. Yeah, we're live back here to another week of the Tony Sands Show. I am Tony Sands. Listen, there's a lot of things that's been going on throughout the sports world that's turning the sports world up inside down when it comes to upside down, inside out. Where is teams going? What's the state of college football at this point? NILs, guys moving around. When I say moving around, moving completely around the country. Listen. Monday was the jump-off day is what I call it, jump-off, when you're trying to get out of a university. Why? Because the transfer portal opened up today. That's right, I say the transfer portal opened up today. And wow, was it a splash. Not only a splash for colleges, but a splash for young men. Understand when a lot of guys get into these transfer portals, we got a lot of guys jumping in and out. You got guys that are starters in other programs moving to other programs to see. And a lot of that, when I look at that, has got to be behind the scenes NIL deal. I couldn't see in my day of playing that you went on the field, you started, you played, and all of a sudden you come as a starter, you decide to transfer. Because the majority of the time, guys, we got to understand that starters are happy and satisfied guys. They are happy and satisfied. They do not or will not tend to transfer only in this day and era of football with NIL and transfer portals have this been made possible. We will dive into that. We'll dive into the state of HBCUs. That's right. I said it, the state of HBCUs. Why? Wow. A guy that came on two years ago that bought a splash to the HBCU have left. And where does that put that state of the HBCUs at at this point? Deion Sanders, that's why right, Jeremy said Deion Sanders leaves breaking news leaves to go to Colorado. The University of Colorado in the pack. Well, West Coast. Deion Sanders leaves and he made a splash with some of his press conferences. When he spoke to the kids, he let them know what was going down how it was going to go down and where it was going to go down at. Listen, I'm gonna, can we play, let's play that first round bike from first take today with Stephen A. Smith and Molly and Michael Irving talking about Deion Sanders and him accepting the job at the University of Colorado and what it's going to take for him to be successful. So we're going to go ahead and play that sound bike, right? Let's lead right into that. A man say that like right that. Now. that ain't right. All right. After right. leading Jackson State, 
Uh, three straight seasons. Dan Sanders is moving on to become Colorado's next head coach. Colorado hopes to find success under primetime as they have had only two winning seasons since 2005, including losing seasons in five of the past six years. Dion has some big plans for the Pac-12 team. Take a listen. We're going to have one of the best coaching staffs assembled, some of the best scouts, some of the best kids that we're recruiting, and commitments already coming on the way as I speak. And now that I've gotten here and I see it, and I understand it, Rick, and I can grasp it, and I can touch it, and I can feel it, and I can taste it, I truly understand what you want. All you want is an opportunity to win, to compete, to dominate, to be amongst the elite, to be amongst the best. And darn it, I'm going to give you that. Are you not inspired? Because I'm inspired right there. Stephen, I know you've been following this story closely. Are you surprised that Primetime took this job? A little bit. Um, I personally am appalled that Auburn uh, didn't hire Primetime Deion Sanders because I would have loved to have seen him in the SEC. You know there's only week. been, I think, four black coaches in the yes. SEC ever. Yes, okay. yes, and, and, and that, uh, that perturbs me. But I will tell you that um, Colorado, obviously, Dion's going to succeed. There's no way to go but up. They're 1-11 this year, right? They were awful. And we under, they are awful. That's going to change. That changed immediately, rather, the second they signed this man because I know how passionate Dion is. I know how much he loves to coach. I know how much he cares about the kids. And I know he can, he can recruit his tail off. So when you think about the Pac-12 um, and, and its future, particularly with USC and UCLA scheduled to depart, I think that you take that into consideration and the sky's the limit. I just, I, I would have preferred to see him in the SEC or Florida State. I know Florida State had a good we, year. We, we and I said break, that right, let's come back to it. Now, if, if, if you notice, and, and that was Stephen A. Smith, Paul Feinbaum, Molly speaking on that. Now, as they say that you heard him say there was only, and we thought, a lot of people thought that Auburn, the University of Auburn was going to be the place that Deion Sanders Lane. Didn't come to fruition. Some people thought it would be South Florida, but it was rumors out that Dion wanted a uh, great say in the way that the stadium is going to be constructed. So I don't know if that was something that turned off South Florida and they decided, hey, listen, we're not going to go in that direction. Or was it, and he said he is, that wasn't it, was it the bag? You got to figure Deion Sanders somewhere 29.5 million, 29.9 million. Uh, for the next five years, which put it around four to five million dollars with incentives. Now, and I'm telling you, this is going to be interesting the way this plays out when it comes to the transfer portal because it's going to open up some doors and it's going to be very, very interesting. As I call my show, the state of the HBCU joining the Tony Sands show is my man, Brandon Bell. Now, you got to understand, Brandon Bell played in South Florida. Brandon Bell was a standout athlete here in the state of Florida in Broward County, went to Deerfield, was an Ely High School, went to Deerfield, was a standout, then went on to Perry View, went to join Perry View. He's joining the show. Do we do we got Brandon with us right now? I'm here. I'm here, T. I'm definitely here. What's up, B-Man? What's going on, my brother? Everything is good. I'm blessed. I'm excited about the opportunity to kind of weigh in on this uh, 
the yes. state of HBCU, and if anybody's gonna cover you, the best man to cover. Yes, sir. Look, we, I see you wearing your pair of you. For those that do not know, he is <laughs> pair of you strong, HBCU strong. See, when I talk about HBCUs, let me let me let me explain how. Let me explain how I got so deep involved in HBCU football. I had a chance to go to the classic. I had a chance to go to the, the Florida Classic, which is between FAMU and Bethune. We got, got to understand now, I was ignorant to HBCUs because we were not being, I was not being ever had got recruited by HBCU coming out of St. Thomas. They didn't recruit me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's near here or there. But now I got a chance to go to the Classic. I went to the Classic. I think it had to be like five years old. Understand now. I'm far removed from college football, pro football, and I decided I'm going to the classic one weekend. My uncle uh, uh, Dudley used to always say, "Man, you got to go to a classic. You got to understand what goes on at HBCU." Only thing I heard about HBCU band is the band, so I just did the band because I was used to seeing the bands at a PWI. Did we lose it? Well, anyway, let's let's get him back. He'll get back on. Brent, we got to, okay. We back. I was used to being at a PWI, and uh-huh. when you know, ain't nobody worried about when they're when the bands come out. We worry about the football, but it was the opposite of what I heard when it comes to HBCUs. The band, you had fam, uh, marching one hundred. You had Golden Girls with Bethune Cookman. Went to it and listen. I do not miss it. I do not miss it. Yeah, I tell other people, I listen. You got to come, man. This is this is exciting when it comes to football and band because I, I go in and enjoy everything about the, the just the atmosphere to see a tailgate. Now you're looking at a tailgate. When I was used, when I was used to at a PWI, when it comes to tailgate, there was not many tailgaters that looked like me. Uh huh. But now I go to this tailgate, and ninety percent. To 95% of the people looks like me. So I'm excited about it. But when you talk to guys about going to HBCU, especially when it comes to football, the football aspect, they tend to, I don't know. I, the only closest experience I had to going to HBCU was with my son, Deshaun, when he transferred out to the University of Kansas. I dropped him off. Now, this is one thing that, that kind of, you know, made me see I dropped him off to Alabama State. He goes to Alabama State. We're looking at him possibly transferring to Alabama State. Get him on the campus. He loved it. Loved it at the but we if we had an issue with the academic part of it, trying to get him. He came from the University of Kansas with over 90 credits. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about 90 credits, that's a lot of credits. You're talking about you're close to graduating. So when we get him there, all of a sudden they tell me, well, we can only accept. 30 credits. I say, I can't. 30 credits. That means that drops him all the way back down. How you not? And I'm looking at, okay, how you not accept these credits? You're telling all these classes that he's already in major classes that you're that you're saying you're not accepting. And so I told him, I said, well, we can't do that. I, that means at the end of this run, you're going to have to pay from some school. No, we're going to do that. Eastern Kentucky, I had to take him out of Eastern Kentucky. I know he didn't want to leave there. Trust me. He was like, that. I said, Sean, you got to understand, I'm, I'm doing everything that's in the right interest of you because you're going to have to find some financial aid at the back end of this if you're mm-hmm. because you're already a junior. You're already a junior, and it's going to drop you back down. So 
he did that. We get to we get there. I go back and pick him up, and I know he didn't want to leave. He goes and goes off. Uh, and and you know, Alabama State have this thing called a wall on their campus, and that's where everybody was at when we got there. And he was like, ah, I know. I was looking in his eyes when I'm driving in the rear view mirror. I'm looking at his eyes, and he's looking at campus like, yeah, I ain't seen this at that PWI I just came from. So I know they had a little bit. You know, he was enjoying it, but that's neither here or there. But V, I bring you on the show. Mm-hmm. I bring you on the show. Uh, it's been going crazy on both sides. Primetime Deion Sanders comes to he come to Jackson State. Made a big make a big splash when he enters on the Jackson State's campus. Everybody's loving him. They're feeling him. Uh, it, it is what it is. Things starting to change. The word of HBCU is starting to ring throughout doors and people household. It's starting to become a household name versus how it wasn't becoming a household name. Uh, where, where it was slowly trying to make those headways. He, 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 he getting college game day at that college game day shows up at HB at an HBCU, which had never been done. Bring notoriety. Yeah, got some television deals done. Uh, but people were talking about with him leaving, departing. For Colorado, mm-hmm. there will be a what would be the state of HBCUs with all the notoriety that had started steamrolling and started moving. What would be, and it's been all over social media. Some people loving it, some people hating it, some people saying, hey, it was the best movie. He, he did a movie, he elevated himself. Some people saying, okay, but what does that leave HBCUs? What, what do you see this as possibly leaving? Of the state, the state of the HBCUs when it comes to Deion Sanders now departing, does all the fanfare, does all the glitz and the gabber that came with Deion leaves at this point? Okay, so let me let me let me cover. I'm and I'm glad you you put all a lot of that stuff in, into context. But let's run down a little quick history lesson with like, like maybe like one minute, one or two minutes or so. Okay. So for people who really don't understand about HBCU, historically yes. black college and university, but HBCU have a rich heritage when it comes to football. So when Correct. you think about names like Shannon Sharp, you start yes. thinking about names like um, Jerry Rice, you start thinking about right. names like Deacon Jones, Walter Payton. I mean, come right. on now. The name, the list goes some of the top tier names and there's some other guys that are in the league right now. You start yes. thinking about the, the rich heritage that it has. So the thing about it is, it's not that HBCUs can't get it done. It's also about the resources that they have at the disposal or the lack thereof. But that's a lot. But that, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me let you yeah. go. Ahead. So the thing, the one thing I can say, and 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 I and we talked about it a little bit before, uh, with 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 Dion coming to the swipe, I think it was a good thing. I think it was that he uh he was blessed with an opportunity, afforded opportunity to be able to come in that space when he wasn't afforded opportunity to coach at a PWI. Correct. Um, he was able to get in. He was Dion, and one thing I need to say before I move a little bit forward: Dion is a unicorn. Dion, there is nobody like Dion Sanders on the face of this earth because nobody. He's been marketing IG before it was IG and Instagram and everything yes. else. Yes. So, so I, I definitely give him his flowers there. One of the things that a lot of people on uh, people are talking about, like, oh, you know, HBCU is going to fall apart. No, we've been around for we've been around for a long time and have a rich heritage of putting kids in the league and being able to thrive. It's about the opportunities. Now, one thing I can say is he shared a light. He talked about HBCUs, but I think people have this misconception and they put Deion Sanders in the savior box. And, you know, how we are sometimes as a community when we have something good. 
We want to attach that and make that our savior. So when it right. leaves, we automatically sell out. One thing I would say about it is he did what he set out to do. He was able to get those kids in that program. He was able to yes. do a lot for Jackson State. And I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, he did all this stuff for the swag. He did all these different things. And when you start talking about the tangible things, the people who benefited the most, who, which, who should have benefited the most, was Jackson State. He was able okay. to help them get a new locker room. He was able to help them upgrade their facilities that they needed to upgrade. He was able to be uh, to get some funding in there that that needed for that needed to happen. But a lot of times when we sit back and we look at we're looking at all the glitz and glands, we're looking at all those different things, but we're still mm-hmm. negating the fact that he is a one. He's one man. He's one coach. We already knew that this was an audition. We knew that. He was it wouldn't be long. It wouldn't be, it long. wouldn't be long. And we understood. It. And I'm I, I'm not upset with him as far as him doing what he came to do. He did an awesome job. But I think the community itself as a whole, I think people are upset about like, hey, you are preaching. Hey, I'm an advocate for change. Let's level the playing field. Let's do this. Let's be able to do what the PWIs can't, you know, what they've been doing. And let's, let's bring it here at our schools. Yeah. And we have the culture conducive for that. I think the problem comes in is when when you're you're that advocate and you're saying these right. different things, you're preaching it, but then an opportunity comes. It's not about you leaving; it's how you left. Now, and you say, okay, and we we talk about let's let's you, know, you you broke down some of the things that he did with Jack State, but he also was able to get a hundred and twenty million dollar SWAT deal, ten years. $120 million swag deal with ESPN that he was able to get done. Uh, and then we look at the games. He had 125 games aired throughout the, the 2022 year. But like you said, and I understand what you're saying, you came in one way preaching, this is what we're going to do. We're going to push this movement. We're going to push this HBCU thing. We're going to change the culture of the way HBCUs are. We're going to move it forward. Listen, we're going to get more guys in the league. And one thing, the year prior, year prior to Deion getting there, there was not a single guy that got drafted. You got to remember that not a single guy got drafted the year prior. Not a year prior. Not a, and that was the issue when he came in there because he said, I think it was FAM's pro day got shut down. They, no mm-hmm. one showed up. No NFL guy showed up at that. And I think it brought a lot of attention. But I think you said in the selling part of what Deion sold, you said to yourself, you feel like what he sold was not the action that he took. I mean, because we let's let's look at the result. Let, let's look at some of the things that people are unaware of. You start thinking about like your pro days. You got pro days right. across the country. Like, right. for instance, for Prairie View, we had an amazing pro day. We had several scouts out there. Right. Um, and then like Kadera Hodge. Kadera Hodge is playing for the Atlanta Falcons right now as a Prairie View guy. His, you know, yes. journeyman uh, who's, who's, who's had the opportunity to, be able to go through. Um, and do something well uh, for himself uh-huh. and also for, you know, represent HBCUs. Right. I think I, my opinion when it comes to the, and it's another thing, a lot of people don't realize they don't give the commission of the swag his just due because he had already negotiated deals behind the scene that were getting, that were able to put us on TV a whole lot more than we were. Now, it might not have been the premiere, the actual ESPN one or things of that right. nature, but you also got to think that that's a stepping stone within itself. Um, right. People will give him his just due. Um, McClendon has done an awesome job with branding when it comes to the Celebration Bowl, which Deion Jackson State yes. had a chance to compete in against South Carolina State. They came up short. But 
uh, opportunities like that as far as travel. So it's a lot of moving parts that that kind of get pulled to the to the wayside because you got that unicorn Dion that's talking because right. and, and you know being able to talk. So a lot of things he gets a lot of credit for that some people also kind of were already moving the needle and had already done. He was just been an advocate for change, which is but, nothing wrong with that. But but but, but and do you feel in his process? And and sometimes I ask myself, sometimes do you feel Dion felt slighted? by people within the HBCU community, because as we stated, you saw what happened with, with the situation. Hey, you are not SWAT. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm here. I am getting still, I'm advocating for mm-hmm. HBCUs, but yet it's still, I'm getting behind the doors, guys at other coaches, at other facilities, other programs, not liking me, throwing dirt on my name, saying that I'm not SWAT. When you guys heard, Coach say, well, he ain't slack anyway. Well, mm-hmm. how do you as a person like Dion, put yourself in Dion's shoes, how do you think you would feel after you're doing all this? Yeah, you you change. And, and, and I'm telling you, a lot of people started looking at swag football, HBCU football, in a different light from a standpoint of it's football, not mm-hmm. band first, football second, because we know that's been the that's been the motto of the HBCU, ban football. Now you starting to turn around to where football can become first. first, and the band mm-hmm. came second. Do is there anyone around? And with Dion, then like I said, he's gone. Do you felt he felt a little slighted with a lot of it? I think I, I think with with uh, Coach, I think it's Eddie Robinson at Alabama State. Yes, uh, I think uh, and. And this is not, and, and this is something most people really don't really have an opportunity to kind of see up close and personal outside of the sound bites. And, and you know, being behind the scenes, you yes. know that competitive nature when you playing against somebody yes. and you trying to get your team or you giving that competitive edge. Like one thing I can say about the sweat, we're competitive. You know, your team is your team. Yes. That's just like that's that's like that's like when you play in space, you're gonna talk your trash. Your yes. teammates will do whatever, but that's the same way when it comes to HBCUs. Right. People are very that. protective of the programs because of the things that we deal with a lack of resource. Now, I can understand Dion in certain cases being frustrated or being upset because he feels like he's trying to be a poster child. He's trying to, you know, put things trying out this there. He's trying to move to, to be able to do it. But I think I think he did some good things. But I also think a couple of times. In the process of him being an advocate, there was some misinformation put out by him. He got some things wrong. And sometimes when we're passionate about something and we're putting that information out there, sometimes we can, sometimes we get a little bit ahead of ourselves and do that. Now, I like I said, stated before, I think that he did some good as far as the exposure when it comes to his program. And I think there were some other programs that were the byproduct. And we also know when it comes with the exposure and you're winning. Then what happens when you're winning? That means you get more TV time as your particular program is firm. That's the same thing when you think about Alabama. Alabama been on TV. They're on TV consistently every single week. Of course, they have different TV deals. But the more they win, the more they become a fan. The more people want to be around. And and we talk about that. You talk about Alabama. Let's look at that game, Alabama State. They sold that out. Now, that was not at Jackson State. Uh When we look at. The, uh, uh, the Florida, the Florida Bowl here that we went to, that with with uh, Bam and and 
and and uh, Jackson State. That game was practically uh-huh. sold out here in Dolphin Stadium. So where uh-huh. he moved that, rather it be Jackson State or another opponent, when you go to Alabama State, that made a lot of money for Alabama State to sell out their stadium. So yeah. he was able to move and out, move it outside of the parameters. Now, is there a coach that, and, and like you said, Eddie George is not having that success Mm-mm. that Dion's had. He's not Dion. Yeah. <laughs> He's not fine. So that's what I'm saying. So what comes with and what came with Dion is something, it was something different. And I think a lot of people are just more so hurt by what happened and, 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 and they're trying to figure out how do we get this thing? How do we keep this boat? How do we keep this boat afloat? It's almost as if you get out in the middle of the ocean, uh-huh. the captain say, listen, I'm going to sail you all the way to Bahamas. But in the middle of the way, he mm-hmm. takes the instruments, he takes all the crew, and he jips on another ship, and they sell off. Now, here you are, no experience in piloting, because I'm going to tell you now, I look at this, and, 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 and as a matter of fact, if we can, let's play. Let's play the Deion Sanders talk to Team Soundbite. I want you to hear this, and let's. And I'm glad you have. But let's let our audience hear this also. Can we play that soundbite? Yes, sir. Let's go, Osaka! 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 Let's how you feel, Shador? I feel good. I'm really excited for him, you know. Look at him. He looks excellent. How do you feel? He looks intelligent. I'm in shock right now. How nice this is here. And we can breathe clean air. That's what we walk in, man. Look at that song. That's what we walk in. Look at his key. Look at it. Look at it. That's two more in. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's the way we walk in. That's the way we walk in. I'm just learning that. Um, look, I'm, I'm gonna um, just make a few comments. And then I'm going to get out of here because I want you guys to spend time with Coach Prime. But you know, as I've told you uh, before, you know, my job is to bring the best coach in the country to Colorado. We just did that. Um, you're going to learn that this guy is about integrity. He's about character. It's about his faith. Um, it's about leading men. That's what he does. Uh, he's an incredible family man. I've gotten to know him over the last month. And... Um, couldn't be more excited that he's your new head football coach. So with that, I'm going to have Coach Prime come up here and say some words and spend some time with you guys. But let's give him a big Colorado Buffalo welcome. First and foremost, it wouldn't be possible without my man Rick. He, uh, when I tell you, he is the man. And God called him strategically to reach out to me to make this happen. He uh, he didn't convince me. 
he confirmed to me that this was the place. It wasn't about a bag, I got that. It was all about opportunity to do something. Stop it right there, we're gonna come right back to you. Now Brandon, listen, uh -huh. I don't know if you picked up on some of the little seances that was going on. When 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 the son came on, school came on, and he and they at camera asked the lady, "How you feel?" She was like, <laughs> "You know, hey, hey." She was she was like, "You know, it gave me the feeling like I don't know if they're ready for this type of what comes with prime because she was kind of a little like like how do I answer this type?" Then as we walk in, you heard the Tupac playing "All Eyes on Me," mm -hmm. understanding. Listen, this is what come with prime time. But the, the AD, Dion say, this is how we come in. AD say, yeah, this is how we come in. But I'm just not learning this. Yeah. I'm just not learning this because I'm quite sure he's not used to that with the last 25 uh, coaches that, that came into Colorado. Now you get Dion Sanders, and Dion comes in with this flair, this glitz and glamour. Do you feel Colorado is able to? Handle all this. What comes with Dion? I think. I think they. I think they. It's twenty. It's it's five million reasons why a year <laughs> that they can deal with. If you want it, if you want to, because and 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 like I said, like I said in the beginning, I'm not mad. I'm, I don't hate Dion. He had to do what he had to do. And a lot of a lot of a lot of coaches, a lot of black coaches, never get that opportunity. Or the, there you go. To reach, to reach that pinnacle. Now, yes. but I think also, I think uh, as you look more into that, uh, I'm sorry, as you look more into that, 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 that actual interview or the interaction, the team meeting, I think there are some people upset about some of the things. Like when you start talking about his initial team meeting with Jackson State before they left, like, hey man, let, let me, let me, let me, let me allude to your question. Let me back up. Let me back up before I move forward. Yeah, to that. back up. Let's let's get to that part first, and then we'll, I think, I'm gonna let the sound play a little. I think I think he's bringing he's bringing that HBCU culture to Dude. Colorado. To Colorado. Now Dion has always been Dion, but yeah, Dion at Jackson State, we and and that's how we do. That's, that's just Dion. Do. So you, you can only imagine what the other. Other eleven locker rooms look like. I know ours look like that on yes. every home game or even practice. Now I right. think that it's going to take some use for them to take it some time to get used to yes. it because they're not that you got to look at the demographics. The 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 community is pretty much predominantly Caucasian. Yes, because I listen. I played at the University of Colorado exactly <laughs> when we were in the Big Eight. I played. There's not much in Colorado but a bunch of snow. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. They exactly they look. Listen, we got we get listen, we got snowed in twice trying to get up out of Colorado in my time there. I understand that. But we gotta that can we let's play this sound because we're gonna see how would you as a player sitting in that room? And that room didn't look that full. So that's gotta tell me something that a lot of these guys either already jumped in the pool. Because oh, yeah. that room didn't look full when it comes to a major college. It looked it mighty small. But let's uh -huh. let's continue that sound bite and then we'll get into the back end of it. Gotcha. It was all about opportunity to do something that hadn't been done in quite some time. And Rick, I'm forever grateful for that opportunity, my man. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. For investing in me. I appreciate <clears throat> it. Now let's get busy. You know what, Jackson State, we got out of the league. 
I'm still going to believe because I've been believing ever since I was a shorty. When I told my mother at age of seven, I was going to make a lot of money. I was going to be rich and she was going to never have to work another day of her life. And my actions lined up, lined up with that belief. And I hadn't stopped believing. And I have a problem when young men with everything in front of them don't believe. That's a problem for me. Tremendous problem. Because you can rescue your mom, you can rescue your father, your friends, your loved ones, the homies, anybody who's looked out for you. You have the ability and opportunity to do that. But you gotta believe. It's the spirit around this uh, team around the school that is not traditional. In some kind of way, you guys have accepted it and you've begun to be complacent with it. And even some of the guys that aren't here that's supposed to be here, those are the ones. All this gonna stop. I still have unfinished business to do at Jackson State because whatever I start, I'm gonna finish. And we gotta go win this championship. We gonna do that. But then shortly thereafter, I just want you to know, I'm coming. Not to compete, but to win. Not to show up, but to show out. Not to be amongst the rest, but to be the best. I'm coming. I'm flat out coming. This is real. This ain't no ESPN or this ain't one of the networks you just happen to see on. I'm right in front of you. You know why? Because I'm coming. I'm coming to restore, to replace, to re-energize some of y'all that are salvageable. I'm not going to lie. Everybody that's sitting there in the seat ain't going to have a seat. Can we stop it right there? Listen, you, he came with strong words that normally when coaches take over and they have a team meeting, they normally don't come this strong. And we're going to listen, break that sound by right there. He's told you, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. But then he also said, for those kids that are not there. So when he said that, that lets me know there's a lot of kids that decided that they weren't going to this press. They weren't going to this team meeting because they probably had already stated that Monday, being that Monday was the transfer portal open day, that they would jump in the transfer portal so they don't have to hear nothing that Dion got to say, whether he want to keep them or might have thought of keeping them. But I'm quite sure they had heard rumors. Mm-hmm. That there was a lot of guys coming. I think the quarterback, the young freshman, the redshirt quarterback, he left because yeah. I think he already knew the writing was on the wall that Shador was coming with. Yeah, Dion. we knew we knew Shador was going to be the the starting quarterback because that's the same thing happened when he was at Jackson State. He was there yeah. when Shador was able to play because Shador had to sit out a year because you know most people don't realize Shador was at FAU. Uh, yeah. He signed with FAU, so once he was able, he had to sit out that sit out that season, or you know once he transferred. Um, which he was eligible, you know, be a freshman. You know, we we knew we knew what the situation was and swag that Shadu was gonna be the guy. We right. we we understand that. And I think in any any situation, because when you go back in and these kids have done their research, you got the internet. Right. Dion has a uh he had a show that he did with Barstool, pretty much something similar similar yeah. to uh to a hard knocks, but just for Jackson State, State. where well, he told a lot of kids basically the same thing. I think, I think in those situations with any kid that has seen that handwriting on the wall and understanding, kind of following what's going on, that hey, 
here's my opportunity. I might not, I might, the best thing for me to do is leave. And, and like you said, you know better than I do, or we both understand when a new head coach comes in, comes in with a new philosophy, comes in with a new vision, and it comes in with, uh, with, with different intentions as far as to build a program right. the way that yes. he wants to. But I, like I said, I think, I think in that sense where you are 100% correct, because we've seen the, the, the ESPN update where the starting quarterback did leave. Um, yes, he did leave. Now, what right there when I when I say that, right there where I'm at that point, and 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 I'll say this before I let you because I, I got to be and I got to get to, but two things, two three things. Um, I'm glad that you are shedding light on this 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 situation because a lot of people will never shed light on a situation like this, yet alone HBCUs. And a lot of people don't realize so how deep and how rich the history is when it comes to HBCUs. You got you talk about legendary. You talk about Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson is one of the most winningest coaches in all of college football. College football. Yeah. You you talk about Ed Graham University, and then you start thinking about Pete Richardson. You start thinking about Jake Gaither. You start thinking about all these 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 greats from FAMU, and, and the list goes on and on and on. But I think one of the things that the, the HBCU community and I would say some Jackson were, were saying like, hey, you, pump, you, you, you said this is what you were going to do. True. And yeah. this, this is what you were going to do. You presets it what you were going to do. And here's the opportunity yeah. for us. We had just got to that pinnacle we was where getting just got to the pinnacle where we're getting ready to turn the corner and I'll turn the corner. And then next thing you know, it was gone. Do you feel, do you feel people like say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go this way. People, I'm going to be honest. People are emotional about the situation because they but, felt as if he should have stayed and continued that culture and made that paradigm shift. Do was. you feel people are more hurt? Say if fam, if fam you had opened up uh-huh. and he went to fam uh-huh. and left Jackson State and went to fam. Do you feel people will feel the same as him going to a PWI, leaving HBCU for a P? Do you feel like that is more of the hurt than I if think, he would have went to another HBCU? I think I think the people at Jackson State, the people who were benefiting from it. See, that's the thing. The people who are benefiting from it, they, you know, they everything is good is good. And then when it's time, they it's like, okay. What that's how the Jackson State fans are feeling right now. Like, hold on, man, you talked all this stuff. We we're appreciative, but then you leave. But I don't think I think the people that he left Jackson State to fam you. I think those that community will still be upset, but they wouldn't be as upset because he saying. stayed within the ranks. I don't that's, think that's, so. that's what I'm saying. Do you think I, if you would have stayed within the ranks of an, another HBCU, do you yeah. think people would have said, okay, hey, yeah, we see it. Oh yeah, yeah, he went to. But when you when you leave the HBCU and go to the PWI, the, it, really the institution, you know, because you start here, oh, they didn't give you a chance. They wouldn't have gave you a chance. The HBCUs gave you an opportunity. So do they feel yes. slighted in that thing yes. that you didn't feel that because you were talking against the PWI when you arrived at the HBCU? Do you think they're taking it's that into You said it one. You said everything that you said is 100% correct because this is the thing that this is the thing most people don't realize when it comes to HBCUs for those that don't follow them. The HBCUs are division one double A. 
they're one step below division one. If you take right. the interior from a division one and give that to an HBCU, the level field, the level field as far as athletes are are even. It's that interior piece. It's that right. interior piece. And and like you, you are you are undersized. Most people say you are undersized running yes. back. Undersized yes. running back, like you said, like your book says, before your time. You have guys who have that ability. But right. don't get the opportunity. But given it's the not- opportunity, yes. And I was given up. Listen, the only reason I and, and, and people know if you read my book, you're talking about the yeah. book that I came out with. Uh, yeah. I was before my time. If you read that book, the only way I was able to get to the University of Kansas was the coach Mason, who was at Kent State, decided he was going to take me with him because he felt that I had something that can bring something to you're talking about at that time the big eight conference who was the sc we was the sec of now we were the conference that all the national champions came out of oklahoma nebraska colorado and and that's why i say i know so much about colorado because i had to play them i got friends i got friends that is on that's on that staff now probably wondering if daniel hagan is on that staff right now and i'm wondering where i haven't heard anything with him, Darren Hagan went to the University of Colorado, was a star quarterback in that option game when the option was wide open. He was one of the star quarterbacks out of the big eight. Him, Jamel Holloway, Charles Thompson, these were names, household names when it comes to quarterbacks. So we don't, I don't know if he's going, Dion's going to keep him around. One of the kids that was in the room in that press conference is a kid I trained. He just got there. Uh, the only reason he got to Colorado. And we fought for that. Was that that was the only Division One school that was willing to take a chance on him that was at the Power Five level. And they told him at that time they were going to gray shirt him, but he had enough talent when he went in in June and he balled out in camp. He started playing right away. So I'm quite sure now he's looking at. But the biggest thing I'm thinking out, and, and, and I'm saying to myself, I know a lot of people are probably not even wondering about this. You've elevated Jackson State to this level. Mm-hmm. This is where it comes in and it gets tricky. With you taking Shador, you're taking Travis Hunter, you're taking a couple more of these guys. You're taking his other son. Well, listen now, from, uh, you know, sources says that Shallow is not, not all in right now. That's why, if you notice, Deion's saying he's only taking one. I'm taking Shador with me. I'm quite sure that from rumors have it, sources said that, you know, Shiloh wasn't, you know, Shiloh has got interest. Got in, he's got interest in this HBCU culture. And he loves culture. He loves this culture. So I'm quite sure that's probably, you know, but now you got all these guys uh-huh. that willing, and you're probably going to wind up taking about six or seven guys, premier guys. I think it may be T. Where what does I'm that saying. put no? Where does that put Alabama State? Does it take a set them back two, three years? Because I mean, Jackson. You mean Jackson? Oh, Jackson State. I think. I think, well, what, I think Jackson now with those kids leaving because we just naming just the ones that we have. Just that we know. We already know Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter's gone. Go. He's already said he's transferred. He's already. We knew. We we, we knew that. Because yeah. he said he came, he came to to play under a DB that he looked up to. We, we knew that would come, but but, but you know what? And I'm gonna make a point, and I gotta get out of here. 
And then I'm definitely tuning into the show. I'm gonna make the make two points and I'm gonna go. Because you everything you're saying is spot on and accurate. One of the things we got to do as a black community, we got to understand elevation. elevation. We got to understand elevation. That's one thing. Yes. And we got to understand what comes with that elevation. I can't, Dion said he was led by God. I can't tell Dion that he wasn't led by God because that's between his, that's his personal relationship with God and what whatever he followed, his spiritual guidance from, from where God led him, that's between him and God. Now, he said the same thing God led him to Jackson State. You know, so in that elevation, we as a people have to understand that even though you elevate, no, you have an obligation when you elevate. If you feel this strongly about Jackson State and you understand the things that they don't have and the things that they need, it's your responsibility to do what? To reach back to be able to help provide those resources if you can or the education or the insight. Dion is at the table. He is at the table that people fight to get to every single day. Now, it would be nice to see if they have some type of partnership and hear some different things about the AD said they was going to help give some resources back to Jackson State. I'm all well and good. The and second I'm thing... Sure, I'm quite sure, Dion, in, in, in his finagling this deal, I'm quite sure he made sure he probably went in there, hey, listen, guys, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm listen, because Jackson State is going to take a, 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 a real hurry oh, yeah. break. Yeah, Jackson State, and, and, Jackson State went from number one. They went to num- they went from number one. Don't to, be surprised if Fam U ends up at that number one spot now after Jackson because Fam Willie Simmons, Fam you only lost one game, and that was to correct. Jackson State. That, that's what I'm saying. So this is going to be interesting. What's up, my man Bags B? You know, Steve Bags joining Steve. the show also. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I wait, wait, wait. Too, now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Tony Sands, and I'm a product of being that 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 that's being one of those kids that were just okay to being a kid that was able to do great things and be able to to be able to to train and be pushed. And I and I and I give Tony his 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 flowers why I can because he's one of the greatest in the game. I'm not just saying it because I know where I started and I know what Steve was where where wow. where he was when we trained with we trained together. And that that was beauty of it. Oh, yes. He, he for, people, for people that do not understand yeah. HBCU yeah. football, he he won the award equivalent to the Heisman Trophy HBCU. And I feel yes. like he had been slighted because I feel like he's one of yes. the most slighted people when it comes yes. to there's no way in the world you can't tell me Steve Bag should not been at least a, a, a top four pick in the NFL with all the accolades and the athletic ability. 
and, and he's going to be able to speak to what I can't about the opportunities and the yes. spotlight because he's done some things that a lot of people couldn't yes. have done at a PWI. He did at the HBCU level and dominated. Dominated. I, I, I just had to say that. Listen, Steve, and when we talk about, let's dive into it. We talk about the state of the state of HBCUs with the departure of Deion Sanders, because I know you on set, you're filming, so I know I got to yeah. get you back. But listen, the state of HBCUs with, with the departure of Deion Sanders, where are we at at this point in time, you think, in the game? So so first and foremost, listen, bro, I can't let y'all go by without paying homage to both of y'all for showing that much love, man. <laughs> Bell, you know I love you to life, little bro. It's always love forever, ever. <laughs> And, and T Sands, you my big brother, man, and, and you really, you really stood in the paint for me a lot of years, bro. Yes. Just training and, and, and giving us a level of us of, of just what grind looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and not only as a father, but as a, as a mentor, an entrepreneur. Like we was able to see what you did, bro, and all that stuff uh, takes a toll. So I just want to pay homage to y'all for this. Thank you. Uh, Thank HBCUs, you. we just took a hit. Okay, we took a hit, and we took a hit because. Prime has brought so much notoriety, so much fanfare to HBCUs. But I, I don't want people to, 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 to miss this point. Yes, Prime has done a lot for HBCUs, but I'll be the first to admit, there's been a number, a number of amazing melanated men that have come through before him that, that coached young men that played in the NFL and went back to HBCUs to give these young men yes. the information yes. that it takes to be successful. My head coach at Bethune, Alvin White, he had a very amazing career in the NFL for Buffalo Bills, Raiders, and so on and so forth. But, but, but we had three guys in the league that was that played in the league when I was yes. on, at Bethune. That was on our staff, and, and so I don't want to take away credit from those guys and what you know what they accomplished, right? Accomplished. Because Correct. just because Prime is a Hall of Famer and one of the best to ever do it, um, exactly. I think I think when when you see ESPN. And you see game day sports on Saturday talking about the upcoming games. You know, they'll talk about Jackson State, don't get me wrong, but they still weren't talking about every other HBCU. You know, okay. if you weren't playing Jackson State that day, you missed out. Exactly. Now all these children who have uh T Sands and Bell, all these guys that said, Man, I'm about to go play at an HBCU. I, even if it wasn't Jackson, I'm about to go to now they 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 probably changed their mind. Like, hold up. That's what I'm saying. Do they change their mind? Do they say, Okay, you sold us on this here? But now you left. So now why should why should I follow you if you did this? Maybe now I open back up my recruiting because listen, I I, I got I don't I'm not looking to transfer and move around like these guys do. So that's what I'm saying when it comes to what's the state of a HBCU at now with all what came with Prime, the glitz and the glamour, and you guys are making it known that there were guys like you said. Jerry Rice, and a lot of people don't realize. Man, man, Larry, Larry Little, Larry yes. Little, Hall of Famer. Yes. I mean, bro, the list goes to Archell, Hall of Famer. Archell went back to Maryland Eastern Shore yes. and coach. I mean, you got Eddie Robinson Jr., who's at, at Alabama State. He had Rashard a very Madness. Madness. You know, that's yeah. my brother. You know, all of these guys, man, that, that have gone back to coach at HBCUs that actually played at HBCUs. And so I think that's another thing we got to look at. When you don't when you don't come from a certain area, it's hard for you to relate to, to the nuances and yeah. the struggles and, and, and even the good times of what that looks like, right? Like what the calf looks like. Like, 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 
even Florida State back when Prime was there in the 90s was better than what we had at, at Bethune in the 2000s when I was playing. Correct. Right? Correct. Like before a game, y'all, we had pizza, man, the night before a game yeah. and a two-liter soda. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, you that, gotta remember, that's, Steve, that's when I went back to your pro day, when I went back to your pro day and we went to the weight room, what I had envisioned as a weight room, what I envisioned as a weight room was I went to, and I'm going to be honest, I went to a garage. Yep. When you pull the door, what no bigger than a house garage? And I'm Come saying on. to myself, man, how do how, how did you how was you how even you, able to how accomplish did you survive like this? How was you able to even accomplish that and be yeah. great on the field with that kind of weight room with those limited amount of resources, man? Like when I my first time walking into an NFL facility, I'm like, you mean to tell me I get as many Gatorades as I want, as many as exactly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like at Bethune, here I am, three-time All-American, Black College Player of the Year, and I get one Gatorade bag. You know, yeah, look, I'm gonna do you one better, Steve. I'm looking at that. We had a we had a Gatorade bottle, a Gatorade thing, and they put muscle milk in it and wow. mix it with some water. And we had a garage also. And that's what wow. I'm saying too. When I look at this, and I'm saying, okay, we started making a trend because I'm I understand now. Elevation with elevation also comes rebuilding. Because if I leave and I go to, and if I'm on the bottom floor, but yet until I move to the second floor, that first floor has become vacant. So what I'm saying is with, with Dion moving to Colorado, going to take Colorado, where does is there anyone in there that's going to keep that flash? Not only that, this is the biggest thing. Players, when you take players, when these players that are at Alabama State now, you get 10 guys. You're talking about the quarterback. You're talking about Travis Hunter, who's the number one recruit. You're talking about a couple other guys. You take these 10 guys, and you take those guys to Colorado. Does that set Alabama State back some oh, years? Yeah, State. Hurts them in oh, yeah. No, no, Jackson State, Jackson State is going to be set back for sure. Number one, they got to find a hand coach. Even if they bring a guy up that, that's already on the staff, it's not going to be the same energy. We all know Prime, uh, his personality is infectious. He's an, he's an outlier, man. I mean, he's just different. And at the end of the day, you don't just replace that. Yeah. I know three schools, three HBCUs right now that are looking for a head coach, Bethune, Morehouse, and now Jackson State, right? Yeah. And so you got, you got a lot of guys that are putting their name in the hat to be coaches to try to say that they can come do this. What Prime did was not based on money, you know. And I, and I gotta give him, I gotta give him his flowers. He he donated his whole salary, man, to rebuilding, you know, the to facility. Rebuilding those facilities, you know, and, and that has to be commended because at yes. the end of the day, I don't know many people giving up their check for nothing, not giving you up their check to go help young melanated boys uh, see what what life is really about. So I, I mean, there's one end of it where it's like, dang, he loved HBCUs. Yes. It's going to be a hole there. But hold up. You also got to pay homage to the brother for saying, hey, man, I went and stepped in the paint. And, yeah, I used HBCUs to prove my point, myself as a coach and my as a recruiter. But I also went to go help young men. <clears throat> and I hope a lot of other young men see that, hey, man, you don't have to go to a PWI to make it to the league. The, yes. the, the, the best players to ever play the game, most of them came from HBCUs, from your Jerry Rice, your Walter Payton, your Michael Strahan, your Mel Blunt to the world. Like, these guys went to HBCUs, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and at times, <coughs> excuse yes. me, when 
when going to HBCUs, going to PWIs wasn't wasn't popular for our people. Right. You know. Right. right. And so so no, you know, Deacon Jones created the word sack. He came from he came from an HBCU, man. So it's like as a person, I just got inducted into the HBCU Hall of Fame, big bro, in September. Yeah, wow. And, and, wow. And I tell you, man, I'm so thankful for the honor because I had a chip on my shoulder about this game. And the the, 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 the type of energy that these HBCUs and, and, and uh, exposure that these guys are getting right now is, it, is, is, is needed. Because the NFL, as a businessman, if I'm an NFL guy, or any, not even NFL, as a businessman, if I can get a great product, Without paying Correct. full price, I always do that. Right, but but see, I'm always gonna take it. But but <laughs> if these guys are on TV every weekend and they making the same plays or more than the guy at Ohio State and the guy, you know, you you know, yes. I mean, hey, now you can't hide me anymore. Correct. So if anything, for for the young men that want to get in NIL deals, the young men that want to go to the next level and, and possibly get a shot in the NFL, these guys have now an opportunity to do that with some of the energy that's been brought forth by Prime. So it's on the fences I am about him leaving, per se, because I'm pro HBCU. I still understand that it's going to be hard for anybody who's doing, who's done what he's done to just leave $5 million on the table. I'm, yeah, just, I'm, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and, and when you and when you when I look at it, I look at it, I don't know if you had a chance to see his team speech that when he spoke to the team. He was open and candid as he told and you know and that's the thing you normally don't get a guy that comes into a university and just open can, can we play can you Steve we're gonna play this a quick sound bite can we play that sound bite when he was talking to the team continue playing that please elevated uh terminated that's real one of the two can we play that sound bite I'm coming so you gotta understand so when I get back there ain't gonna be no hats and no meetings. There ain't gonna be no hoodies on and no meetings. There ain't gonna be no phones. I wish you would bring a phone in my meeting. There ain't gonna be no earrings in the meeting. Everybody's gonna look like everybody. I'm coming. It's gonna be a different place, a different feel, a different attitude, a different energy, a different work ethic, a different want, a different hunger, a different desire, a different need, a different capacity. It's gonna be a different reach. I'm coming. See, by now you gotta feel it. You can feel what I'm saying. You can feel where I'm coming from. And you know I ain't playing because I got the credentials to back it up. I'm coming. And you don't hear me because it's going to be little silent little footsteps that you don't even have to strain. But you don't know I'm coming. Just the sake of my voice, the commitment to excellence, that there's not going to be any more mediocrity, period. I'm coming. Some of y'all that really got it, that really want it, and really deserve it, and you got to play beside a fool that don't want it, don't deserve it, that don't even love it. I promise you, it's my job to get rid of. Can we can we stop it? We come back there. I love everything. If you heard Dion, he made it open. He didn't he didn't hold no punches, which is prime. He said, "Listen, if you're playing next to a guy that is playing with mediocrity and don't love it, I guarantee you that guy won't be there." And later, more in that press conference, he stated. He stated this. He said, listen, I'm telling you, my job during offseason is to run you off. I'm going to tell you that right now, to run mm. you off. You normally don't get a coach that's come. They'll do it. You know that's what they're trying to do, but they're not coming out openly. They're telling and, you that. And that this is what my job, I'm going to run you off. If you don't love this game, you're. and I know I've been up under a coach, Glenn Mason, that's what his, uh, when he came to Kansas, 
That was his goal for that class that was coming in. Not us, but that class, because he knew what he went out and recruited. But for those guys that was there, that was meteorizing, when Kansas could not win, he came in and knocked them. He lifted, and he ran a lot of them off. So I'm telling you, I know Jackson State, Those they're hurt from a, some of the guys, people are hurt from a standpoint of where do we go from here? We were we had a marriage, and all of a sudden, things went, you know, but you can't. Hey, hey OT, oh, my gosh. I love the, I love the analogy. I yes. love this analogy, and I got to interject. In America, let's be real, all yes. marriage is based on a contract. Every yes. marriage is a contract, okay? Correct. Whether you want to believe it or not. And the person who has the most, if, if the contract is null and void, whoever got the most loses, right. okay, or got to pay. Here's the thing. I think that if anything, the, the players at HBCUs, at Jackson State, at any school that's playing football or any athletics and, and they want to le learn about business, they got to yes. understand that this is a business, man. This is a business. Okay. At the end of the day, those schools make money off of those young players. Those coaches yes. making money off those players. And players yep. have to recognize that they are now a brand. They are yeah. now yep. – they now represent something that's bigger than them. Right, they wow. represent the legacy of their family. They represent the legacy of the university and the players that came before them. But most importantly, you're only as good as your last place. Yes. Not even your last game in this in this business. In this business. You're yes. only as good as your last play. So, like, if you think it's some loyalty in this thing, you got to think again. Yeah. People yes. are only loyal to who's winning. People that, are loyal that, to the win. You know it. That's the listen. And when, especially when you, when we look at college football in the State of we are in now where you got NIL deals. Uh, not only do you got NIL deals, guys, listen, these guys are getting paid. Some of these guys, I was on the sideline at St. Thomas semi semi uh, finals game, and, and I'm talking to some of the scouts. And, and the one thing these guys say, he says, change from you guys' era because now we got to compete when we go into someone's home. We don't have to sell the, the product, which was the university. Now we got to sell the NIL deal. Mm -hmm. On top of the product, so now if they're telling me, "Well, I'm, I'm able to get fifty thousand over here from this university, and we can only give you thirty thousand, but we are giving you better facilities." Now, how does that play out in America? So we know what's going to happen. Who's going to win out in that deal? I'm telling you, it is big, bro. Big, bro. Whoever controls the check controls the net. That's okay. That's, so at that's the end it. of the day, like that's why Nick Saban didn't want that nil because now. Yes. It's more parity. Now you can't just come say, "Oh, we're good old Alabama, and we can just get you." No, you got to you got to come up off that that, that 10, 20, 30, that 10, 15 million you've been making all these years, and and profit share that with some of these poor melanated people that's coming and to play you, your field. And Steve, you said a mouthful when you brought up the University of Alabama. It's ironic how they are not even in the playoff situation. Exactly, they're not bro. even in the playoff situation because now we've created parity. Now we now, create more parity yes, yes. because the, because now you you're not the only one making a the check. These babies yes. making a check, and, and, and like my, my little cousin, you know my little cousin Kenny McIntosh played yeah. PGA. So yeah. it's like I'm trying to get them to understand. Listen, little cuz, you are a business boy. You're a brand, and you are you are literally a business. <laughs> These people yeah. make money off you left and right, left and right, left. Listen. And I took it, it, it takes me back to my years when I was in 1991 when I set that NCAA record. I go and set an NCAA record before I can leave out the stadium. Mm. 
they were selling T-shirts with me on. So I happened to, I'm like, no, what's this line? I'm like, what is, I'm in a long line. Now, mind you, the stadium packed. We just played our rival game. I set this record, but it's a long line. So I'm looking like, what's that line for? And I look on the table, and I'm saying, I said, that's me right there. With the, so I say, hey, can I, can I get me one of them for me, my wife, and my kid? And they said, no, that's NCAA rules. I'm like, what? It, but y'all can sell them. But you but use my likeness, my, my image. image, and my name. Y'all are making all this money, and you telling me now you couldn't even give me what? I'm now, like, oh, big bro. You know, in my book, woke. I I, I use an acronym, and, and you know, can I be free on here? Yeah, what I go tell ahead. You? Yeah. Right. yeah. The acronym, yeah. the acronym for NFL is niggas for lease. They used to sell yes. slaves, now they lease them. And at yes. the end of the day, as long as I can lease you out, as long as I can pimp you out, as long as I can use you until you done and you get nothing out of it. But I but all these other people leave rich. The institutions yes. leave rich. The coaches leave coaches rich. Leave rich. The, yep. the, the players leave broke and broken because yes. you're not throwing your body around and getting concussions. And getting beat up fingers yep. and broken yep. arms. Yep. And, and, come on, and, and then and then you you got the nerve to tell me that you don't want me to get paid. So like now, th this is bigger than just Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State. Yes, yes. This is bigger than just HBCUs and PWIs. This is all about this system, which is a capitalist society that we live in, and it's based on money. It's that, and listen, it's based on. Like you said, it's based on the money. They've changed the narrative, and we've seen how drastic it's changed. You look at and, and, and when we look at when we talk about Alabama State, I mean Alabama, University of Alabama, we're talking about an institution that controls right. the five conference. And when this happened, that's why him he got on Deion Sanders, and he went after um, my boy at Texas A&M, the head coach at Texas A&M. Yeah, um, I forgot his name, Huntley or Hunter or something Fisher. like that. Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher. Oh, Jimbo, That's Jimbo. Right, Jimbo. Okay. Jimbo Fisher. He went after Jimbo Fisher because, like he said, they were able to buy their athletes. We don't buy athletes that, at Alabama. Come on. Come on, Nick Saban. Cut that pushes out. Right. You've been like doing you, this like before everybody. Y'all ain't been cutting the check over all these years. Like, we yes. all know what's going on. Now this thing has gotten even. Now, guess what? The same pie that you were cutting, now everybody else can cut it openly. But you call that all oh, that violation. Why the NCAA ain't looking into it? Why did, they should have looked into it back in the day, like Jimbo and Jimbo made it plain and clear when he said what he said. If we were to look into his closet, boy, there's some dirty stuff going on in his closet. They, so I'm listen, it is great. Bro, this 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 no child left behind movement, and you know this better than anybody, Tony. It it has created so many winners, which has created so many yes. losers. Yes. Right? Because a, a, a young man or young woman that's an athlete thinks because they show up to the race and they got a medal when they was young that you can show up to the race in life and get a yes. medal. It don't, yes. you, FPNL don't care if you just showed up to work. We need you to pay this bill. Bills. Okay? <laughs> FPNL don't care if your ass showed up. FPNL say, where that money at? Are your lights getting cut off? Right? Uh, so if you don't put in work, your lights get shut down. Yes. You know, hey. so yeah, man, I, 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 I love the conversation. I'm glad we were able to get away and build. I'm glad I was able to bring you on, man. First, I know you're busy on the movie. My producers yeah. tell us we got a roll, man. Listen, I'm going to be in Atlanta because I got to do radio roll. I got to do radio roll for the Celebration Bowl. I would like for you to come out 
and listen and partake Bruh, in that with me. I'm there. You just called me, bit bro. I anything, call you let, yes. Friday, anything you need from me, I'm there. I think it's the 16th. I'll be in the building, man. Listen, thank you guys, Brandon. Thank you guys. Listen, HBCU. I wanted to give everybody a clarity on the state of HBCU because a lot of people felt that the HBCU only began when primetime Deion Sanders came in. But we are found out, yep. like I said, this game started a long time ago and will right. continue. And hopefully someone else pick up the torch where Deion Sanders left off and continue to elevate HBCUs because guess what? I love going to my HBCU tailgates. It is like <laughs> no I'm not used to seeing a tailgate where everybody looks like me. That I was so used to Listen, only about 5% of looks like me. Right. But now, 95% looks like me. Come on. Listen, it, it is a great time. I love it. We are able to fellowship. It is a time to where, guess what? We get together and ain't nothing going on but a bunch of love. Listen, man, I love you guys. Thank you. Love you too, Keep elevating. Keep doing what you're doing. Prime time. You do your thing. Listen, let's all have fun in this society. Peace. Thank you, guys. We're closing Peace out here on the show. Peace, peace. Peace. Hey. hey, T, that was awesome, man. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Hey, man. All love, bro. I'm about to go ahead and knock out these All last right. little scenes. Go knock that out, man. Go knock it out. Hey, T, but when you get to the A bit, bro, make sure you I hit me, you. man. Okay, it's I, up. I, it's I, up. I definitely will. We on. All right. One. All right. One. Hey, tell Bell. Tell my boy Bell. I love him, man. That's my dog. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. One. <laughs>